What up, Love Quest Nation? You're listening to the latest episode of our Wonder Wednesdays experience as Pastor Terrence takes us through our brand new series entitled The Spirit-Filled Life. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. When you're in the blessing, there's no amount of hard work that rhythm. The blessing is like the rhythm of grace on your life, and you finally find the rhythm of God's BPMs. See, you're trying to get God to dance on your BPM, and God's like, I, I, my BPM has been set. So it's your job. It's the metronome. It's the click track of your life. You need to find the click track of your life. And then when a band has a click track, you'll find eight instruments being able to be in sync because they're all following the same what? Click. Say click. You need to find the right click. Hey. Amen. You ever, you ever miss, that, miss that FedEx package? I'm talking about the one you got to go pick up. Not the one they leave on your porch. I'm talking about the one you got to go pick up. How inconvenient is that? That's why when you come in church, some of y'all, I can look at your face. That, that's FedEx just, just passed you up. You're going to have to go pick that word up. You're going to have to go listen to Spotify. You're going to have to ask people questions or you may not even, you just may miss it. Don't be that person that come to church and miss the truck. And here's the part, God loves you enough to not wait on your porch. <laughs> well, if God want me to hear it, he would have made me hear it. You know how stupid that sounds? No, that's what you say, I have ears to hear. It is your job to remain in position. It is your job to tell your neighbor to be quiet. It's your job sometimes to sit somewhere else. We still own super juiced. Okay. Galatians 5. This is all about being spirit filled. But the fruit of the spirit, we're going to start on the fruit of the spirit for the next several weeks. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, this is important. The work which his presence within accomplishes. This is very important. It's the work his presence accomplishes. In other words, if you don't carry his presence, you ain't bearing his fruit. Why am I always angry? Because you ain't always in his presence. Or you in his presence, but you ain't letting his work have full play. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit the work which his presence within accomplishes. Number one is what? Come on, number one is what? Love. I want to help some of you Sunday school people. It don't say, but the fruits. It ain't the fruits of the Spirit. It's the fruit. And out of the fruit, you get the rest. If you don't have no love, forget having his joy. It's the fruit of the Spirit, and if you can't have his joy that he left without his love, is, is love, joy, gladness, peace, 
patience, and even temper, forbearance, patience. Patience is, is not waiting with complaining. How long I got to wait? That ain't patience. That's tolerations. <laughs> yeah, that's a tolerations. There ain't no patience. And even temper. I'm not getting up. I'm not getting down. I'm not getting overexcited. Folks be like, man, how you doing every day? I was just showing somebody around. It's just like, man, you must be really tripping when you walk in these spaces and seeing it transform. Nope, I'm not tripping at all. I'm in a zone. I'm locked in. I'm in the playoffs. I'm not, I'm not getting overexcited. Because, no, we still got stuff to believe for. We still got building permits to stand for. I ain't about to just, we ain't there. We ain't finished. We ain't complete. What I look like, I'm celebrating, but I'm not overexcited. I'm just like, amen, because inside I want to hurry up and get over here, but I'm also blessed that I'm here. It'll drive you crazy trying to hurry up and get over there, but celebrate you over here. No, God, do what you do. While I'm here, I'm just going to enjoy you. I sometimes forget over there is over there. The only time I go over there is when I'm showing people over there. What I look like walking around the building every day. Some of y'all be like, you be praying, and that's what they did at Jericho, and all that. No. 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 No, that's the old, that, that, no, that, there's a pattern there, but that's also Old Testament. Right? That, that's a bunch of works. I'm not about to stand in front of the building. I laid hands on it before. One time. Well, they had a party around the corner the other day. You got to pray on it again. They took Jesus' presence off. No, you missing it. No, this is ours. We in the land. This, it is ours. If anything going to happen, we're going to get more buildings on the block. I ain't you talking about sitting here going crazy. There is more important things than moving into the building, even if we gave money for it. God's up to something way bigger than just a building. That building is just a building. So I'm just consumed with his buildings, you. But that's how you should be about you. you oh, my God, I can't wait till. Oh, my God, when is this gone? Oh, my God, when on in. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You, you ever hang around that person? Patience, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, which is self-restraint and continence. Against such things, there is no law. Against such things, there is no law. Against these attributes, characteristics, empowerments, there is no law. That can bring a charge. There is no law. Okay? There is no law. In other words, Galatians 5 says we are free. 5.1 says we are free. That's how it starts off. We are free. Say we're free. Okay, so if you understand that, we are no longer under the law. We are no longer of the Old Testament. We are under grace. So we are free. We were saved by grace through faith so that no man can boast. So what he's saying is these characteristics 
There is no charge. There is no condemnation. There is nothing the accuser can do to a person that walks in these attributes. Also, these attributes is weapons that fight against the enemy strategies. You got to hear what I'm telling you. You think you you think it's all you think is more money. You think is I need to find my woman a purpose. I need to no 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 no. Cultivate these attributes. There's nothing, no strategy, no dart that the enemy can throw at you that will take you off purpose or even slow momentum down. <laughs> look, 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 he says, so we should be led. Here's what it means. I ask, what does it mean to get such things? So we should be led by the Spirit and draw on the Spirit's guidance. Draw on the Spirit's guidance and assistance to refrain from the kinds of actions and attitudes that the law prohibited and punished. Refrain. We should pull on the Holy Spirit to assist us and guide us in order to refrain us from the kinds of actions and attitudes that the law prohibited and punished. In the Old Testament, there are certain actions, the Ten Commandments, there are certain things, they were punished. You were punished. Not as a means of being saved, but out of love and gratitude to God for the salvation that they have already received through faith in Christ. And as a witness to others of their new relationship with God and of the active presence of God in their lives. We, to, to refrain from, we are to pull on the Holy Ghost, be led by the Holy Ghost, be guided by the Holy Ghost, and, and lean on him for assistance. He's the helper. So we are to lean, anxiety come on, come up, lean on him for assistance. We get some bad news, lean on him for assistance. Anger rises up, lean on him for assistance. Somebody break our heart, but lean on him. Before you even lean on your homegirl's shoulder, lean on him for assistance. He says, not as a means of being saved, but out of love and gratitude to God for the salvation that we have already received through faith. We've already received this salvation. And what's in this salvation is the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> you thought salvation was just about you dying and going to heaven. Super wrong. Who told you that? Salvation is a package. Salvation is a bag. What's in the bag? Not a house. That's cheap. Blood was shed for me to, for, for, for me to have eternal life. So a house, that's cheap stuff. Talking about the biggest house on the earth can compare to the one drop of blood that was shed for my life. All right. And so in salvation, in a world full of Anxiety and depression and agony, 
Salvation is I walk in that world with joy. Salvation is I walk in the midst of darkness with a shining light. That even people living in darkness can see something's just different about you. Right? You that person they call because when y'all went to the club, they didn't drink. You didn't drink. They did. So when they in trouble, they can't call on the friends. They, see, you got drinking friends and you got help me friends. You notice how many, you got more drinking friends than help me friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be the friend you call at 1 a.m. because you don't know what to do with your life than the friend that go out with you all the time. Somebody got to separate for the day of trouble. I want to be that person. I don't want to blend in, fit in. I don't want to be that. I want to be that person that you call, you know, how probably a firefighter feels. That's why they do it because it's, it's heroism in that. In the Army, it's hero. You, you like that feeling when you're carrying somebody out the building. I got you. I got you. I got you. Right? Here's the beautiful part about soul winning. It's the same act for someone's soul. You snatch somebody's soul out of darkness. And you're like, I got that's what discipleship is. Ooh, what happens when people fall in love with that? When that what's make fulfills your life. Seeing people transform fulfills your life. What happens when the church becomes that? What, what happens if that becomes your priority? You don't have time to worry about you. When you helping others get out of anxiety, you ain't got time to be anxious. See, then God fills you with joy because he's overjoyed by the person you helped on his behalf. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It doesn't mean when God laughs, then I'm strengthened. No, it means when he's pleased, it's reciprocated as joy. So my, 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 my... My awareness of God being pleased with me is what strengthens me. That's why Jesus said, my, I get nurtured by doing the Father's will. That's what keeps me through persecution because I know he's with me because I'm with him. It's in the day you're in trouble when you, can, when you look at your relationship. It, it's crazy when you try to call on somebody to help you that you ain't really in a good relationship with. So that's why you be struggling under, when, when times are rough. Because you're asking for something for somebody you're not familiar with. So you don't know if he's there or not. That's why you question him. And because you got a daily devotional don't mean you got a relationship with God. That just means you read the Bible. Demons know the Bible. A lot of atheists know the Bible. But they don't got a relationship. And when you get out of your religious routines... Right? Stop punishing yourself because you didn't pray an hour at 6 a.m. Like that pastor told you from the pulpit. He gets up at 4 a.m. every morning to see the Lord. And he used the scripture, early will I rise. Yeah, that's good to get up early. Nothing wrong with that. But maybe that's just not where you at. So you get up at 9 and you, you don't feel like praying. And you go get toast and shower and check your phone first. No, make room for God. Make room for God. He's not confined at set to 7 a.m. He's not on your clock. He's not up when your alarm goes. He's always up. He's been up. 
Talk to him in the car. Talk to him in the shower. Be aware. And, and, and communing with God is more than you just talking and quoting scriptures. It's listening. A part of abiding with him is making yourself available for him to talk to you. If you can see God in the spirit realm, as soon as you wake up, sometime he'd be like, shh. Even when some of y'all be praying, the Lord be like, shh, 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 shh. I'm trying to say something to you. And the last piece I want you to get on here, the active presence of God in your life. God just, can God be active in your life? Can you let him just be active? Like active. Can he, can he be active? Can you guys have a relationship and start dancing and find the rhythm? A, spirit, a spirit-filled life is a spirit-fruit-filled life. Hear me? Get that boy some coffee over there. You over there in the back. Yep, you right there. You in the coffee. You in the car. I know you knew, but that's all right. Wake up. Amen. Get that boy some coffee. Fill him with some caffeine. (laughs) A spirit-filled life is a spirit-fruit-filled life. The way I know you're spirit-filled is not merely because you talk in tongues and you prayed for somebody And the Holy Spirit healed them. Right? Don't walk away from from a miracle thinking you did it. (laughs) That's my ministry right there. Can't nobody fool with me in the healing thing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, there's an anointing upon you. There's an anointing up on you, but don't get it twisted. Even Jesus said, if you see demons cast it out, it was the Holy Spirit. The kingdom has come up on you. Right? He's partner. He's a point of contact. He's working through you. But a true sign of spirit-filled life, man, is a spirit-fruit-filled life. Spirit-fruit-filled, just juicy. This person got joy. They just like, and you waiting for them to, to, to blow up at somebody. You like this game. They can't be that happy. They can't be that happy. No, I'm angry sometimes, but I truly have been transformed. I truly got the love of God in my heart, right? Patience is being, the capacity of patience is, it's a constant work. But where I was last year to where I'm at now, absolutely. I'm not so easily offended. If, if I hear something, I'm not about to just go in this dark cave in my mind just because I feel attacked. Everyone's attacked, but not everyone is in this, has the same posture. Not everybody believes in the word that reads the word. Right? The word ain't for when you feel good. The word ain't for when everything is good. The word is if you really believe. Oh, yeah. Satan didn't test Jesus when he was making a chair. He tested him when he was fasting and hungry. In the wilderness, no water, when he was weak. So you can't go through an episode of anxiety 
speaking death. You can't go through an episode of depression or episode of breakup and be speaking death. You got to go through your wilderness speaking the word of God. That's what the word is for. Easy to say by his stripes I'm healed when you ain't sick. Acts 1 says, but you shall receive what? Power. Come on. You shall receive what? Power. But you shall receive what? Power, ability, efficiency, and what? Might. Don't get it twisted. Those are fruit of the Spirit too. When the Holy Spirit is upon you, you shall walk in an ability you didn't have before. In other words, a capacity. I was telling Mandela, I was telling him early, I was like, man, I don't. See, here, here's faith to faith. It's not that faith just keep. It, it, when it's faith to faith, it's levels. God gets you to New West in a small room. Look, 11 people ain't because that's all we knew. 11 people is all our ability could handle. You're looking at some churches that are small, and sometimes it's not a church growth issue. It's a grace issue, and it's not even an issue. They've been graced to have a church of 50. <laughs> so, but then faith to our first hub to faith. You get there for a while, and you deal with some issues, some love tests, some crazy folks, some folks that come, some folks that go. You get the core built a little bit. You learn about different levels of leadership. You learn more about yourself. Your backbone grow a little bit. Your wisdom increases a little bit. Oh, now to faith. And now God, is, God got us here. And however long he got us here, it's going to be another day. It's going to be to faith. And, it's, and every to faith is to glory. So I expect as my capacity increase, the glory around me increases as well. <laughs> See, that's why you got to be faithful over where you are. Because God is saying, let the patience in this season have its work. So when you come out of this season and go to the next level, there's nothing you got to look back for. There's no reason to have regret when you maximize where you are. Am I helping anybody? I was just telling somebody, you don't transition out of a church. Here's the truth. Some of y'all that have came from other churches, you should have left before you left. Here you go. Here you go. We often leave because we think we need to find something wrong. Which then makes it make sense for me to leave because I can point to why I left and make them the problem instead of transitioning because of faith and God told me. See, what happened is when I got a negative reason to leave, it don't take faith. It just takes a reason. When you're walking in faith, there is no reason. It's just because he told me to. I don't know why, but he told me to. 
And I got to learn that's the rhythm of God. The rit- you dancing off beat with God when you leave because something happened wrong. <laughs> no, don't blame the negative thing. Oh, that was God's sign. See, God, that's all you have to tell me, God. That's all you have to tell. Why you didn't been tell me that? No, no, no. He said, no. I ain't say nothing. They just messed up. I ain't say nothing. I've been, I ain't said nothing else. I said that five months ago. I said leave five months ago. How long ago? No, not five. Five months ago. See, here you go. And you wait, when you wait for something negative to push you out of a dead season, then it's nothing but negative that happens to you. Because you develop unfaithfulness, you develop a critical spirit, which quenches the spirit. (laughs) Instead of leaving because God told you to, you're waiting for a negative sign. But when is God's word going to be sign enough? <laughs> and here you go. For some of you can be to the devil, the devil in your flesh, and this is why we're dealing with the devil in your and your flesh can manipulate you. Because when God says no, or when something's not clear, or when you're up and you're down, you have to learn how to be still. Because let me tell you something, I've left in the name of God telling me to leave because I wanted to leave and because I was looking long enough. Hey, you look at an ugly person long enough, you're going to find something cute. Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. I ain't talking about nobody. I ain't talking about nobody. You look long enough. Gonna pop that gum a certain way, and it's just something. It's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. And listen, if you stay too long asking God what's next, you open the room for your flesh and the enemy to answer you. (laughs) God brought you where He needed to bring you. Let me tell you, and God will move you when it's time to move you. Learn how to rest. And things not working for you is not a sign the season is up. Things not going, you cannot throw a tantrum to the next season. Some of you in here, you eliminate yourself way too quick and right around the corner was what you. It's called a spirit of sabotage. And the reason why you're tired it's because you've been looking with a critical eye. It's your, it's your soul that's at dis-ease, not the level of work you've been involved in. 
Your eyes have been critical, which causes weariness in your soul. (laughs) And instead of stretching to the next season, you give up and put everything on God. God's so tired of being blamed. And God's so tired of people saying, the Lord said. I'm here to tell you, uh, for a few of you, the Lord didn't say that. That's your spiritual self. If you just watch people over time, let me help you out. I'm a mighty man of God. Can I, I'll say that with all humility. I'm always listening. Like, always. And let me tell you something. I'm trying to help some people tonight. The Lord ain't talking to nobody that much. You mean the Lord ain't going to give you no time to sit on that word. He just always just giving you just he ain't talking that much. He didn't talk to Abraham that much. Read the word. Abraham didn't get nothing for a while. You read some in. 30 years later, the Lord appears. <laughs> And Methuselah came, and <laughs> Jadita was born, and, <laughs> and, and, and it was, I mean, even Jesus had to get away, and even Jesus, right, if the Lord, it, 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 you just, you, man, it's very dangerous, it's very dangerous to live a life where God don't let you enjoy life. Because he's always placing you, he's always placing a demand on you to be spiritual. That's not life. Trying to help somebody if you have ears to hear. Sometimes your hunger for more begins to talk for God. And you're spiritual and word enough, you know what God would say. And you become so spiritual that you, you, you ready? Your spirituality builds a wall around you. Can't nobody relate to you. And so what happens, you're in a wall by yourself and you become critical because you keep people out and you think it's something wrong with them. But you ain't let nobody in. Because you, you like way up there. Right? You make me feel like I don't even know God. <laughs> Talking to the spirit. Right, here we go, Elder John. I'm glad I didn't see the inbox because I had a couple of young ladies save me. If you hear, I'm talking to you. Okay? 
Oh, my God. After all that Sunday night, which was really, you know what I mean, somebody going to inbox us and say, I am disappointed in Pastor Terrence because he didn't pray Jezebel out. All the declaring and all the decreeing, right? We don't, we, we just, we lose her. We, we, we began to declare what God said. She's defeated. After all of that, on Monday, you disappointed in me. You ain't Pastor T. Thank you so much for creating a safe space for us and dealing with you, you disappointed if you hear I'm talking to you. And, and, and because they didn't have that many, they don't be on social media that much. So either you brand new and you signed in just to tell me that, or you in here and it's your burner account. Hey, hey you want some help? Jezebel have burner accounts. EJ, after all of that, thank you for loving on the elders. Thank you. I'm disappointed you didn't pray Jezebel out. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about it Sunday too. Just for a minute. Just for a minute. In case you're not here, I want to make sure you hear it. I'm good, but I'm just saying, how you disappointed? I prayed. What did you want me to do? And I want you all to know this is how people are. They're so spiritual, they can't even hear God. They missed all of that. <laughs> Amen. Pray for your past. Amen. Because <laughs> we at the gates, though. We at the gates. We at the gates. The fact, many, many houses ain't even talking about this. They ain't talking about it. They ain't dealing with it at all. We ain't going to move on. I want to I start with the fruit of the Spirit backwards. Because I feel the last one, if you don't get the last one, you're not going to get none of them. We're going to start from the last one. Most of y'all are like, well, what was the last one? Self-control. Right? Self-control. <laughs> Chill out. Oh, you spotted the little, the, little, the little words at the top. Hey, man, pay attention to the slides. They all over the place. Self-control. Look at your neighbor say, Chill out. Self-control. Say, Self-control. Oh, this, 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 this is important. All of us, 100% of us need to hear this one right here. Most, most issues we got in is because we got what? Out of control. Listen, you ready? 
Self-control, not Holy Ghost control. A fruit of the Spirit is you control yourself. Now, God help me not slap this person. That's the Father's will right there. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. You can tell the people who locked out the world right now. They, they like, what happened? What happened? Hallelujah, Father's will. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's a word, Pastor. <laughs> Self-control is self-mastery, self-restraint, continence. 2 Peter 1 says it this way, for this very reason, adding your diligence, say diligence, to the divine promises, employ every, he says, there are divine, I encourage you to read 2 Peter's 1 through 3 up to this point, it's your own time, up to verse 4, it's divine promises that God has given us. And so what he's telling you is God is giving you his portion, now it's your job to add your diligence to the divine promises and employ every effort in exercising your faith. And as you are exercising your faith, it is to develop virtue or excellence, resolution, Christian energy. It's big right here. Christian energy. Life, joy, discipline. Faith. And in exercising virtue, develop knowledge, intelligence. And in exercising knowledge, develop self-control. And in exercising self-control, do you see self-control? It's to be exercised. When you exercise something, you are doing what? Developing it. You don't need to wait until the devil knock at your door, but exercise self-control, the small stuff. I don't feel like going to church, but I'm going. Guess what you're doing? Exercising self-control, right? Why we fast here at this church so much? Because we're exercising self-control, right? Exercising is not an event. Not if you're exercising. But if you work out one time, that's an event. <laughs> you know when you go back to the gym and you run, you, you post it everywhere. You're like, I'm back at it, y'all. I'm back at it, y'all. Got the headband and everything. You ever bought a new exercise outfit because you was about to get back into it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Exercising, develop steadfastness, 
when you're exercising self-control, develop patience and endurance. This is important because self-control and patience go together. A lot of times the Lord has you in a waiting season to exercise or develop patience. And in order to develop that patience, you have to be exercising self-control. So there are seasons where God is saying you need to exercise the no word. And you need to say exercise the by word, peace. Not in this season, we can't hang out like that. You know, I love like LeBron, Kobe, they're like during playoff time, as soon as playoffs hit, they, they don't, they're not on their phone. LeBron, LeBron's not on the social media, so you don't hear all the bad talk about him. How can you become great? Because you're never, he's never comparing himself to who the media says he is or isn't. You pay attention too much to what people say about you. You listen too much to what the enemy said. You let the enemy and you let your flesh dictate your day. I don't feel like it. I'm going to stay home. Instead of exercising and sweating it out. Sometimes I'll have a cold, I'll hop on that Peloton and exercise. You, you know when you feel in a cold coming on? Most of us will go straight to the pharmacy. We get our living and our cayenne and go get a $5 shop from Beck or, or some, 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 some smoothie shop. And we're like, ah, I'm going to go lay down and let the cayenne heal me. Do all natural stuff while you're sick, and then after you're sick, no more natural stuff. You go organic chips when I'm sick, organic chips. No. But what happens is when I go on the treadmill when I don't feel good, I realize that a, part, a half a part of being sick is mental. Your body's trying to tell you where it's at, which is good. But on the flip side, you need to have a spiritual muscle that tell your body what it's about to do. And you make them go to war. <laughs> so while you take your cayenne, I know you don't feel the greatest, but take a long walk and sweat. Sweat it out of you. Not only are you sweating it out of you physically, but mentally, you're pushing against what your body wants you to do, and that's just lay down and be sick. <laughs> Athletes, we commend when they play in that game with a sprained ankle. Oh, he got so much heart. Right? Somebody fall down, get injured, they go in the locker room. When they come out, the fans cheering. Because they're pushing through. Right? Well, I think it takes a little bit of that same mentality to fight against sickness. To fight against anxiety. I know you feel heavy right now. But if you could just give somebody in your life permission to push you a little bit. Right? Now COVID. If you're sick, here, here's the warfare of the spirit realm. 
stay home, isolate. Oh, my throat tickling. I got to stay home. I'm going to call in today. And some of us, most of us, have used that to our benefit. All you Christians, you know you didn't call in work a couple. Oh, I got my, my nose running. I'm not supposed to be around nobody, right? <laughs> I'm trying to love you. I'm walking in love. And here's the one where I found myself, I'm in the grocery store, and I'm almost going to throw up on myself trying to hold my cough back. So nobody, (laughs) so nobody won't think, I got the vid. That's when you try not to sneeze, right? No. So we got a lot of, P- we got, we going to have a lot of PTSD. And this thing is going to jack up our social lives. Right? This thing going to jack up our social lives, right? So self-control. Luke 22, Jesus is being persecuted. He's in the garden. Let's jump in. He's in the garden. He, 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 he's, he, he is depressed. He is broke in. He knows this is the time where he's going to carry you and I's crap. He says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Remove this burden. Remove this hard season from me. Yet not my will. That's a son. Father, if I have to go through this for us. I will. Yet not my will, but always, not my will on this one. All right, God, I do it this time. But always your will be done. And there, I highlighted there, because I'm not talking about the Garden of Gethsemane there. I'm talking about where he made his mind up to do God's will. There, strength came. There, heaven showed up. And an angel from heaven strengthening him in spirit. You notice not body. You notice he didn't come and take away the sores. He didn't take away the, the wounds. He, did, he, he, he didn't come strengthen his body. He strengthened his broken spirit. And this is the goal. Don't let your spirit get broken. Guard your heart. Guard your mind. Because, the, the, because hope deferred makes the heart sick. Right? There appeared his help. 
when he said, not my will, let your will be done. So, if we go to Hebrews 12, 1, which I didn't put up here, but you're going to put up there. Please, can you put it up there? Because it just goes so beautifully together. There appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him in spirit. Listen, this is very important because the strength from the angel also helped him not complain on the way to the cross. This is super important. God's not strengthening you just to get through the storm. He wants you to be a witness in the storm. Look, look, therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, angels and hosts who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, every unnecessary weight. That's some people tonight. What's in your life that's just unnecessary? You worried about some stuff that's unnecessary. Them, unnecessary. You can't control them. Give them to Jesus. And that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence, the appointed course of the race that is what? Set. It's set. It's done. You're always being called back to the set race. You're not going to change God's mind. Before us. Look. Look. Boom. This is important. Looking away from all that will distract. You know why it's hard to have self-control? You know why it's hard to have patience? Because in our storms, we're focused on the wrong. We're focused on them. Oh, they look, they're getting so far ahead of us. I'm missing out. Man, you are never missing out when you surrender to God's will. And what looks like people are getting ahead of you, trust me, God's got a way. You're not racing them. You're in a race that's won. You're just running your lane. You're not competing against anyone else. (laughs) Jesus, right, right? Look away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity, perfection. He, for the, this is where you get it, he For the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Just think on how he endured. Now look, let's go back to that slide. This is super important. Keep that in mind. The slide, the slide. Luke 22, the slide. This is that moment. The cup was you. The the cup that was set before him. He said, Lord, this is a real bitter cup to drink. You notice they came and strengthened him. They didn't take the cup. (laughs) See, we're praying for them to take the cup. They're not cleaning your table. They're preparing your table. They're they're, they're preparing your table right in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
rivers in the desert. He didn't say we move into paradise. He said, I'm bringing paradise to dry land. Yet not my will, but always yours be done. And there, the Bible, don't forget what Hebrews said, he found joy in the cup. <laughs> hey, 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 here, if he didn't find joy in the cup, he couldn't tell us to count it all joy. He found joy in the cup. Here you go. If you want to hear God accurately, find joy in the tough seasons. If you find yourself complaining in a tough season, be careful saying you heard God. God speaks clearest. In the atmosphere of joy, in the atmosphere of peace, in the atmosphere of faith, in the atmosphere of love. If you find yourself complaining and praying, please put some counsel around you. When you find yourself weak in a season, you have to hand over the hearing. Hey, hey, sometime Elder John, Elder Roseanne might need to be our hearing aid. I'm too weak to hear God. And that's, what, that's why we get where we get and we messed up and we spend so much time in storms because we're too, we're, 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 we're too prideful to admit that this season is so frustrating to me. And it's nothing wrong with being frustrated, but it is something wrong with not listening. <laughs> if you don't got nobody in your life that can challenge you and, and say hard stuff. I'm not talking about you surrounded with people that will listen to you. But do you have anybody in your life if they was like, I, I really feel God saying stay. Or I really feel God saying move. That you'll be like, I'm going to trust you on this one. Because in this season, I can't even trust my hearing. It's okay. You, you know you get them people who ask you for advice and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go pray about it. Amen. I'm going to go pray about it. That ain't what I came here wisdom session for. But amen, pastor. I can tell when people receive it and I can tell when people, I can tell when my wisdom has offended someone. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. And I have a few people in here, and it's the hardest thing. You don't ever want to, you don't ever want to tell somebody, stay, don't go, none of that, because you're messing with God's plan for people's life. But there's a few people, if you ever get around to them, where God just is like, no. You should. And I'm never going to be like, no, unless it's like super dangerous. But I will be leaning. You better listen to the lean. Pay attention to the lean. You better pay attention to the lean. Ephesians 6 says, therefore, put on God's complete armor. 
Here's, here's what Jesus did, that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands, whoo, Some of y'all are like, when this season going to be over? Well, it's still, the season is still demanding something from you. The, oh, my God, if, Elder John, if they see this. This is why storms cultivate sonship. Obedience does, too. Obedience does, too. But you don't got to be guided through paradise. Because everywhere you turn is goodness. But when you're in a storm, that's when you begin to hear God place some demands where right, left, nope, stay still, nope, not right. Go into the land of famine. Go famine, famine. No, nope, we're not going to go the shortcut, Israel. We're going to go the long route. Go with me because if we go this way, you're you going you to get talked out the promised land. So let's go the long route. <laughs> when God's taking you over and into Look, the crisis places a demand on sonship. It's in the crisis you find out who you are. It's in the tough season. It's in the season I don't quite get it. You begin to get it. God's not trying to get, get, get you out as much as he's trying to get it out of you. Look, it was the desert where Joshua was birthed. <laughs> it was the desert he saw what not to do. So when it came time, the Lord said, hey, what I promised and how I was with Moses, I'm with you. I don't want nobody raised up to go where I was supposed to go. Well, look, the wilderness demands something. That relationship that broke your heart. It's demanding something out of you. Not that relationship, but how it left you is demanding something out of you. The pandemic demanded a next level of leadership out of me. The pandemic coming to Canada demanded a next level of communication and marriage out of me and my wife. Every season you go through with your children demands something out of you. And if you forfeit the season that's demanding something out of you, you will be too immature to handle the blessing. Look at your storm as preparation. That's why when people go to the gym, they put headphones on. They're there to work on something, ain't got time for all the distractions. 
I don't like the gym's playlist. Some playlists are distraction. Real talk in the certain seasons you go into. Some of you change your playlist. Your your ears can't handle that playlist for this season. You ready? Some of y'all think I'm saying listen to worship music, right? Some of you need to listen to upbeat music, U2D. Uh, you you depressed. You, 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 you need to listen to joyful sonics. Find, find out about certain sonics. You can't, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like Kim Walker can help you through some seasons. Right? There's some soaky. I know you like listening to the prophetic playlist with just pads, the little pads. Nope. It's turn up season. See, and some people think that celebrate often may mean that this is going to be a year of nothing but blessing. But maybe God is telling you ahead of time, celebrate often is an attitude you need to go into a storm with. So you're cultivating an attitude of celebrating before a storm comes. Man, I'm telling you, if you learn how to celebrate before the storm, the storm won't hit you like it would hit you if you wasn't a celebrator. Go into the storm dancing. Woo! Go into the storm. I thank God. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuest INTL Church. And join us next time for another powerful experience. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.